everybody. This is Lori Weaver. It's the day after Thanksgiving. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 91. It's a bonus episode, and it's now been 42 weeks, four days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And since it's the day after Thanksgiving, I woke up early. I'm still in Ventura. I thought I'd hop on my bike, do a morning ride along the shore, and boy, is it gorgeous. I am sitting as close to the shore and the waves as I possibly can without getting your feet wet. So stay tuned while I let something go. I tell you my thoughts that caused this bonus episode to appear, and I'm going to read a couple of comments and Thanksgiving successes posted on my Thanksgiving blog. So, Josh, what do I need to let go of today? But I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's a history that never really grows. I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's a silent wind that never Josh, I certainly hope that you had a great Thanksgiving yourself. And all of you BCs, those of you in the USA, I hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving. And those of you worldwide, I hope you had a great Thursday. I sure had a nice time. And you know, this year's Thanksgiving was something really, really different for Mark and myself. I mean, really different than any Thanksgiving that we've ever had. So I think what I need to let go of today is the idea that the old ways are always the best tradition. You know, when we grow up with our families around holidays and things, we have certain foods we like to eat, certain items we like to do. I'll give you an example. Most people in the U.S. who celebrate Christmas and open gifts do so on Christmas morning. You know, the whole Santa Claus thing comes down the chimney and (laughs) you open your presents on Christmas morning. Now, I don't know if it was my Germanic heritage on my dad's side or it was a practical method so that us kids could go to one grandmother on Christmas Eve and one on Christmas morning, but in our family, the big deal was always Christmas Eve. We open our gifts at night with the lights of the Christmas tree after having vegetable soup and tapioca for dessert. And so in my mind, there's no such thing as Christmas without tapioca and opening gifts at night. For me, Christmas morning meant having to get up and go to church, which, you know, I guess is a good thing, but it didn't have that same excitement that my classmates would have around Christmas Day. So for me, Christmas Eve is the tradition. Does that mean that Christmas Eve will always have to be a tradition? No, it's just what I'm used to. And I think with Thanksgiving, that's kind of the same way we are around here. And I'm going to give you kind of a stereotypical idea of what a U.S. Thanksgiving looks like, at least what it was like growing up. Now, my mom would spend days and days preparing for Thanksgiving, and we would have all of our family come over. So we would have a full house of people, and the women would do a lot of cooking. So I would have to get up early and help her with the turkey, and I would have to help her get these things ready and peel the 10,000 potatoes. And my brother didn't have to because he was, quote, a boy, unquote. And on Thanksgiving Day, I would see the women huddling together in the kitchen, 
bringing out all of this food and a lot of food. You have a huge turkey stuffed with stuffing and mashed potatoes, pie, green beans, vegetables, side dishes, lots of things to eat and drink, and then finished off traditionally with pumpkin pie with whipped cream and sometimes pecan pie. And I'm sure every family has their own foods, but you're supposed to, one, eat a whole lot because Thanksgiving is supposed to be the feast that you have to celebrate kind of that you are surviving another year and kind of like an after-famine thing. It originated with an historical story because the Native Americans who lived here helped our original pilgrims out because our pilgrims didn't know what foods were good to eat and so forth. And so at that time, before we were doing any harm to the Native Americans, the Native Americans were helping us out. And so Thanksgiving is supposed to celebrate this cooperation and the blessings of this friendship and comradeship. I'm not going to go get into the historical side of that, but today, Thanksgiving is supposed to be a time of fellowship, friendship, family, and eating your guts out. You don't go to Thanksgiving and say, I'm going to have a dainty little portion. You pile your plate high with all the foods and you just eat. And everybody, even the regular eaters, tend to eat a lot and lay down on the sofa and unbutton their pants. Well, back to my history. My mom and the lady relatives spent a lot of time cooking and serving this food to the men, who I saw mostly sitting around unbuttoning their pants and going downstairs to watch football because that's another tradition in America, is there's a lot of football games on the day of Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving. And so after you eat a whole lot, then you sit around drinking beer, (laughs) at least in our family, the men did, watching football while the women cleaned up. Well, this made me have a hatred for Thanksgiving as a cooking holiday. And UBCs know that I actually love to cook. I love to make recipes and do things, but I always thought, even at a young age, and it might be because I kind of grew up in the late 60s and early 70s where we were having a little bit of feminism, you know, the first roots of feminism and the Equal Rights Amendment and Gloria Steinem and that kind of thing. But I was like, why is it that these women are all being slaves to the men, cooking this big feast and then having to clean up? I won't do it. And so I swore that I would never, ever in the rest of my life, as soon as I had any control over it, ever, ever cook a Thanksgiving meal. Now, this might be kind of strange, but that's how it is. And Mark, bless his heart, loves to cook turkey. So when we did have family and friends come over for our Thanksgiving, it was Mark who got up and cooked the turkey. Though, to be fair, I helped him. I would peel potatoes. I would do things. I didn't make him be my turkey slave. But Mark did all the heavy lifting. He researched the recipes. He researched the methods. He did the cooking, and he cooked it. Now, as you know, I'm from Washington State, and I live in California, and never did all of my family come down to visit me on Thanksgiving. Though my mom and dad used to come down here, and then we would also be a place for friends who did not have their family nearby, like my friend Marie, whose family was all on the East Coast. And lots of times she would fly home to be with her family, but lots of times she couldn't do that for every single holiday. So she was one of the friends who used to come over quite often to our house to enjoy our Thanksgiving, Christmases, Fourth of July, whatever holidays there were. So I'll tell you what it was like on my normal Thanksgiving through most of my life here in California until Marie moved away. 
Mom and Dad might come to visit. Marie would come over. Marie and I would go hiking. She and I alone would go hiking in the morning and work up our quote-unquote appetite for the dinner. Mark would be busy cooking. My mom might be helping him. And then when Marie and I came down from hiking, we would get cleaned up and then enjoy this dinner, which we were very thankful for because Mark is a very, very good cookie, a very, very good turkey cook. So we would enjoy this dinner. And then she and I, and sometimes my mom and dad, would pick out one of our Christmas movies that we had on tape or DVD, or now these days, I guess, streaming, but we would pick traditional movies like A Christmas Carol, A Christmas Story, that's a funny one, a Miracle on 34th Street, any of those kind of movies, even the Rudolph movies or the Chipmunk movies, any kind of Christmas movies that we had our hands on, we would pick one, and there you go. And that was how we opened the season. And we'd have a glass of wine. So that was it. Hiking, dinner, watch a movie, glass of wine, and that was my Thanksgiving. So you can see that's very different than what we did this year. Now my friend Marie moved back east, so she's not here. My dad passed away several years ago, so he's not here except in spirit. And my mom is up having Thanksgiving with my brother in Washington. So this year there's just Mark and me no extra friends, no extra family. And so we decided what we would do is drive up to Ventura, go for a bike ride, and let the hotel cook us dinner. So what was it like having a restaurant cook you Thanksgiving? Well, we really enjoyed it because Mark didn't have to be getting ready to cook the turkey. We got up yesterday and went for a lovely bike ride, one that I'm repeating right now while he's sleeping in. That's his favorite kind of way to spend the morning is to sleep in a while since his energy is in the afternoon. Mine is to actually get up and be active. So we went on this same bike path along the coast and explored and went on the beach and made some fun videos and took pictures and really enjoyed each other's company. And by the time we got back to the hotel, we were a little bit hungry, so we stopped at the bar and had a drink and some snacks. I ate like half of a quesadilla because I didn't want to get too full since our dinner reservation was at 5. We went back up to our room and watched some TV, relaxed, went down for the dinner, and it was absolutely wonderful. And I realized that I didn't need to eat everything. I had tastes of everything. Like they had excellent, excellent roasted squash soup and the traditional turkey dinner and finished with a small piece of pumpkin tart. And I found that great. I ate just enough. I enjoyed everything. I didn't have to unbutton my pants. And I think that this is a tradition that I wouldn't mind continuing on into the future. So it made me think for today's topic, Brave Companions, sometimes what we do in the past is just because it's what we're used to. Remember I said earlier that Christmas Eve is what I'm used to for celebrating Christmas? Well, that doesn't mean that I can't decide to celebrate on Christmas Day or on Boxing Day or on another day or pick a day in the middle of December and say I'm celebrating that day. It's the same with how we eat. I realize I don't have to eat so much on Thanksgiving that I'm absolutely physically sick just because that's what we do in America is we stuff ourselves on Thanksgiving. We make jokes about it. We call it National Binge Day. Oh, I'm as stuffed as the turkey. 
everybody is kind of expected to eat as much as they can on Thanksgiving and then moan about it. It's the start of our kind of danger zone holiday season that goes from Thanksgiving. For some people, the candy at Halloween, but Thanksgiving is really the opening volley of the eating season that is our holidays. So that's the Thanksgiving through Christmas and the New Year's parties where the offices bloom with cookies, treats, lunch out, buffets, parties, cocktails. From now until the end of the year, there's food all over the heck place. And a lot of people in America put on five or 10 pounds in the holiday season. And that's why you see all the gyms having the January specials and the gyms get all crowded in January before it peters out again and people get back to their normal routine. Well, I'm thinking, why do I have to eat so much? I don't. In fact, I proved it. And why do we have to stay at home for Thanksgiving and invite everybody over? Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, and it might be fun. Maybe next year, Mark and I will like to round up our, our friends and invite our family to come see us here in sunny California and cook. But why do we have to? It was really kind of cool just to like drop our cares and go off and see the beautiful blue waves and watch the surfers and have a non-traditional thing. So in my own head, you know how much I love schedules, how much I like to have expectations met. I like things to go as I would expect them to go. And that's all part of my compulsion and part of my old history. And the more I learned to quote, go with the flow, the better I do. The less I need to eat too much, the less the chips have any sway on me, and the more I feel good in my skin and I'm more able to adjust. Am I perfect at that? Absolutely not. I'm a baby steps. I'm a toddler at learning to be flexible and going with the flow. But I am taking active steps where I'm trying to go with the flow. So today, Brave Companions, on the day after Thanksgiving, what I'm trying to let go of is the idea that any tradition, whether it's a family tradition or a traditional habit that I have gotten into, does not mean that's the way things have to be. Every holiday, every day, every moment, I have a choice, and I'm going to try my best to start making that choice. before I hop back on my bike and head back to the hotel to get packed up and start my regular life again, I wanted to say one more time, happy Thanksgiving or day after Thanksgiving from the California coast. Because happy Thanksgiving from the California coast was my blog post yesterday and it was a brief gratitude list in photos. And today as I'm sitting here by the ocean reflecting on yesterday's holiday, I wanted to read to you some of the comments that Brave Companions posted on that Thanksgiving blog post. So let's start with Stephanie from Quebec, who tells us the difference between Canadian and the U.S. version of Thanksgiving. Now, you've already heard my description of the U.S. version. Here's what she says. Happy Thanksgiving, BCs. In Canada, we have Thanksgiving, but it's nothing compared to the States, at least where I am from. To what I see on Instagram, Americans feast and reunite in a big way. I think ours is in October and is much quieter and not commercial at all. That was a great title for this post indeed, Lori. So, in Canada, they do have a day of remembrance and thanksgiving, but I guess they don't have to stuff themselves silly and then sit around watching American football. 
So that'd be pretty cool. If UBCs that are in other parts of the world have some kind of tradition, do you have a day where it's, you're supposed to just be thankful? If you do, I'd really be interested and love it if you would post on this Thanksgiving blog post. But I also want to give a big shout out and hooray to Amy from Wisconsin who reports on her Thanksgiving victory. Amy says, hi Lori, happy Black Friday. I didn't get online yesterday. I'm staying as far away from stores as possible today. I'm sewing and cleaning in preparation for decorating, which sounds much better than fighting crowds. I wanted to share that I had a 100% binge-free Thanksgiving, which feels amazing. I ate a normal breakfast, had a snack before I went over to my mom's, enjoyed visiting with relatives and helping with preparations. When it was time to eat, I wasn't the first in line and filled my plate with reasonable portions of delicious food. I went back for seconds of my favorites, acknowledging that I wasn't hungry, but that this is my favorite food, and later on had one slice of apple cake that was delish. And then that was it. I didn't eat for the rest of the day because I wasn't hungry. I didn't think about food. I didn't obsess about food. I felt like a quote, normal, unquote person. What a relief. I could tell I felt different going into this Thanksgiving, but I can't quite say why. I knew that I wasn't going to track food yesterday and told myself to enjoy the food and the people and no worries about it. And that is exactly what I did. Yay! Thanks for being someone I can share my victory with. Not everyone would understand how great this feels, but I think you and the BCs do. Have a great day, Amy. Then Cheryl affirmed Amy's cause for celebration with another positive report about Cheryl's hubby, his lordship. You know, Amy, that's exactly what the nutritionist told his lordship to do when he visited her last week. He's having trouble getting his sugar down after being diabetic for 10 years, but she said it wasn't logical to expect someone to be around their favorite foods on Thanksgiving and Christmas and not imbibe. And you know what happened? Exactly the same as with you. Seems like once he knew he had her blessing to make his own decisions about what he wanted to eat, the food robot didn't come around screaming, danger, Will Robinson, danger. It's more a learning experience than anything, isn't it? Congratulations on your great day. You need to go put yourself on the bravery report, girl, and glad you're not going shopping. Stay home and bask in the victory, XX. So brave companions, if you did well, or even if you just fess up to yourself how you did, I think you should put yourself on the bravery report. You can go find that at compulsiveovereatingdiary.com. It's right there in the menu. It says bravery report. You can write down your comment. Yay, I only had 10 pieces of pie, or I only had one piece of pie, or I didn't have to unbutton my pants, or I knew what I was doing. And be brave, own your Thanksgiving. You can also print out a PDF that I made for you there and hang it on your fridge and say, I'm on the bravery report. And if you're interested on what Cheryl's talking about and Amy's talking about Black Friday, this is another horrible tradition we have in America of consumerism. There's all kinds of door busting sales, just huge price slashes to get you into the store to start shopping for Christmas. And some of these shows, some of these stores open at midnight on Thanksgiving night and the people push and shove and go camping and get in line to go get these super great shopping deals. And for some of my friends and family, this is like good fun. This is a bonding thing. This is what they do every year. They love to go on Black Friday to the stores and malls and get these great deals. Now, as for me, as you can see, I would much rather be sitting here with you on the California coast watching the surfers hang 10 and learn to take it easy. 
So until next time, brave companions, have a wonderful day, have a wonderful week, and take good care because I really, really care. A slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin. Stop.